Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 It is a little shaken. It is a little stern. It is like a good Shirley Temple on ice. It is another digital citizen. Episode three three one. Hello, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Mm -hmm. Roy Shaken. Rogers. Shaken, not stirred. Did you know that Shirley Temple actually was a movie star and not a drink? I was fully aware of that, yes. Mm -hmm. As an American uh, who didn't grow up during the time of Shirley Temple, I always knew of it as a drink as a child, right? Because it's like non-alcoholic yeah. version of some other alcoholic drink, I think? And that's why they Is call it? it a Shirley... Yeah. It's like, there's an alcoholic drink uh, that I don't remember what it is. It has all the same ingredients at plus, like, vodka or something, right? And so they, the non-alcoholic version of it, I think, is a Shirley Temple? I, I could be wrong. That could be totally wrong. And then they have something wow. called a Roy Rogers also, which is, oh, like, yeah. another non-alcoholic version of something. That's what I was understanding. So, let, let's, let's see. Uh, it says here, according to Wikipedia... Uh, Shirley Temple is a non-alcoholic mixed drink, traditionally made with ginger ale and a splash of grenade, garnished with uh, maraschato sherry. Uh, modern Shirley Temple recipes may substitute lemon soda or lemonade and something orange juice in part of or whole. Right, and a Roy Rogers is a non-alcoholic mixed drink with cola, grenadine... Uh, and a maraschino cherry. Uh, mm. So it's uh, to be served as a mocktail, is what they call them. So it's like supposed to kind of lo look like a cocktail, but it doesn't have any alcohol in it. Uh, I guess you could, there's multiple reasons you would want one. If you were, if you weren't a drinker and you were hanging out with a bunch of friends who drank and you just wanted to look like part of the group, right? That would be one. Or if you're a kid that wants to look like his parents. Uh, so Queen yeah, Mary I, is another yeah. one that I've never heard of. So I actually had to Google is Shirley Temple the drink or Shirley Temple the name came first. Oh well, it's the the actress. Yes, I would assume. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and uh, uh, it says here that uh, the the cocktail may have been uh, invented by a bartender in Chasen, a restaurant in West Hollywood, California. Well, that makes sense. serve to then sh actress Shirley Temple. Because she was so young. So young. Oh, that makes yes. sense. And the Roy ah. Rogers, I wonder why that got named that. And then there's... <laughs> I'm also seeing, the, of course, the Ar Arnold Palmer, which I think everybody knows. Ice, oh, yeah. Iced tea Arnold and lemonade Palmer. is like also considered a mocktail. Which mm -hmm. The mo mocktail is a new word for me. I'm adding to my vocab today. Yeah, yeah. Mocktail. Ooh-hoo. That's what I sing in that song, right? Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Mocktail. <laughs> okay. Let, let, let us talk about uh, drinks for a movie. Uh, for a movie? For a moment was what I was going to say. So, what is your favorite drink? Uh, other than Shirley Temple, of course. Favorite drink? What do you mean? Yeah. Like... like uh, uh, if you would order something in the bar, oh, what right. would you order? I don't really drink mixed drinks, if that's what you mean. Like, I would probably just order a, a beer. Uh, oh, 
Boo. Whatever that, like, the best house, house beer or whatever. But, uh... If I want, like, Ooh. if somebody was like, oh, you have to get a mixed drink from this yeah, place. This yeah. place has the best mi- mixed drinks, so you have to try it. I yeah. don't know. Something yeah. simple, like a, uh, you know, like a rum and coke or a whiskey sour or something yeah. like that. Mojito. That's the answer. Mojito. I never, dr- I, well, I've had one, but I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I don't really like oh. um, mint. Yeah, that's that's the uh, the thing. I love mint. Oh, okay. So yeah, I want a mojito or a Charlotte Temple. I would love to uh, drink a Charlotte Temple. This there's okay. one called the Queen Mary, which is a mocktail. This has to be British because uh-huh. uh, it has beer in it. <laughs> uh, it's oh. a mixer of grenadine and <clears throat> a head of beer. So they just put the beer head on top of the the Ooh. cherry like uh, drink. Yeah. To make it look like a beer, even though it's not. But then it just has... Yeah. <laughs> like, the worst part of beer is the head. So, yeah, that's foam. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what? It's to make it look like... Because if you just had it and it didn't have any head on it, it wouldn't look like yeah. a beer. Right. That's kind mm-hmm. of funny. And is it a little funny when you say head, I think of something else? Because I'm... A tennis 16. racket? Of course. Yes. Te- <laughs> yes, Luke. Tennis racket. Tennis racket. That's what you're not, talking about, right? Not. <laughs> wink, wink, a tennis racket. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, welcome to me being sixteen and think, thinking things like that is funny. Uh, hey, let's talk about something more serious than a Charlotte Temple. Uh, U.S. Uh, says that Russia is planning a false flag video to justify invasion of uh, the Ukraine. Uh, yeah, you, I'm assuming you heard about this. Um, I have. Big yeah. big news earlier this week. Haven't heard about it in a few days, to be honest. But the United States... No, that's because Russia needs to work on it, because they weren't aware that they had it. So now they need to make it. Right, they're hiring the director, the set <laughs> designer, cast. Well, according oh, to the I US. know who's the female lead. Shirley Temple! Shirley Temple's going to be. They're bringing her back. Her and Roy Rogers are going to star in this film. (laughs) I would not want to be the catering person, because you'd have to serve a lot of brains to those. Um, The United States said Thursday it had intelligence that shows Russia is planning to create videos depicting a fake Ukrainian attack that could release uh, in order to justify its invasion of the Ukraine. One of mm-hmm. a number of options Russia has been allegedly planning, a U.S. official said, was to stage a fake attack against Russia or Russian-speaking people. As part of the fake attack, we believe Russia would produce a very graphic propaganda video, which could include corpses and actors that would be depicting mourners and images of destroyed locations, as well as military equipment. Uh, yeah, the corpses. There, do you say the corpse of Shirley Shirley, <laughs> Shirley Temple? <laughs> It's just Corpse Husband in the video. He's just uh, just there hanging out in it. The United States took a rare step of making the intelligence public. And See, we can make fun of fake corpses, right? I'm pretty sure that's not <laughs> offensive. <laughs> uh, the United States took a rare step of making know. intelligence public in order to dissuade Russia from moving forward, is what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one, a, one giant leap for mankind. The uh, UK said later on 
later that they had conducted its own analysis of the intelligence and that it had high confidence that Russia is planning to engineer a pretext of blaming Ukraine in order to justify an invasion. Okay. So UK is backing up the US's assertions of this. I'm wondering if they used the same sources as they did for the uh, Russia Gate. Or uh, the invasion of Iraq, possibly. <laughs> Is it okay that I don't believe a single shit that's coming out of this? Uh, not really, because uh, e- even the Associated Press, a reporter uh, oh. from the Associated Press confronted Biden, spokesperson over these allegations. Uh, State Department spokesperson Ned Price got into a heated exchange with AP reporter Matt Lee on Thursday after Lee asked if the U.S. would provide evidence of its recent allegations against Russia. No uh, evidence? Why, why we need something silly like that? The U.S. claims it to have information indicating that Russia is considering a f- staging a fabricated attack by Ukrainian forces. Uh, asked whether the U.S. would provide public evidence to support the accusation. Price said he just delivered it. Okay, so let's watch the video, because that'll give us a better idea of, like, actually what went down here. I don't know, have you seen this video? It's, it kind of went around. No, I, I have not. Okay, it's like three and a half minutes long. Uh, we're going to start. Start it okay. here in a second. Uh, oops. Trying oops, to get back oops. to the beginning. Okay, go ahead and give me a countdown whenever you're ready. In three, two, one, go. Russia continues to engage uh, in disinformation uh, campaigns. You made an allegation that they might do that. Have they actually done it? Uh, What we know, Matt, is what what I have just said, that they have engaged in this activity. Uh, in this planning what, activity. But, but let me, let me, because what activity? Activity? Honestly, this is not, this is mm. not the first time we've made uh, these reports public. You'll remember that just a few well, weeks I, ago. I'm sorry, you, made, made, made what report public? If you'll let me finish, I will okay. tell you what report we made okay. public. Uh, we told you a few weeks ago that we have information indicating Russia also has already prepositioned a group of operatives to conduct a false flag operation in eastern Ukraine. So that, Matt, to your question, is an action that Russia has already well, taken. It's an action that you say that they have taken <laughs> to, to, to confirm that. And I'm going to get to the next question here, which is, what is the evidence that they... I mean, this is like crisis actors, really? This is like Alex Jones territory. This is oh. Alex Jones territory. Um, it is. What evidence do you have to support the idea that there is some propaganda film in the, in, in the making? Matt, this is derived uh, from information known to the U.S. government, intelligence information that we have declassified. I think you well, know. Okay, well, where, where is it? Where, where is this information? It is intelligence information that we have declassified. Well, they declassified it. Declassified information. Yeah. I just delivered it. I just. <laughs> no, you made a series of allegations. And would you Would you like us to print out the topper? Because you will see a transcript of this briefing that you can print out for that, yourself. That's not evidence, Ned. That's you saying it. That's not <laughs> <This is> it. <laughs> what would you like? I, I would like to see some proof that you that 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 that, that you can show that that. 
Matt, you have that, been that, that shows you, that 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 you, shows that the Russians are doing this. Ned, I've been doing this for. A I long know that time. was my point. As, you you as have you, know. you you have been doing this for quite a while. You know I that have. when we declassify intelligence That's information, right. and I we do so in, in a means. In we do WMDs so, in Iraq. We do so and with an eye that, to protecting sources and methods. Is not going to fall. I, I remember a lot of things. So where, where where is the declassified information other than you coming out here and saying? Matt, I'm sorry you don't like the format, uh, but we it's have declassified. It's not the format, it's the content. I'm sorry you don't like the content. <laughs> this guy's taking him to school. You, I'm sorry you are doing yeah. the information that is in the possession of the U.S. government. No, I, I, what I'm telling you is that this is information that's available to us. We are making it it's available so slick. to you uh, in it's order so uh, for slick. a couple reasons. One is to attempt to deter the Russians uh, from going ahead with this. The action. ending is the best Two, part, so we'll the get there. We're not yeah. able to do that in the event the Russians do go ahead with this to make it clear as day, to lay bare the fact that this has always been an attempt on the part of the Russian Federation to fabricate a pretext. Yeah, but you don't have any, any evidence to back it up other than what you're saying. You know that when we make information, uh, intelligence information public, we do so uh, in, a, in a way that protects sensitive sources and methods. You also know that we do so, we declassify information only when we're confident in that information. Well, you if you doubt, if you doubt the, the credibility of the U.S. government, of the British government, uh, of other governments, and want to uh, you know, find uh, solace in information that uh, the solace? Russians are putting out, uh, that is, uh, that is for wanna... you to do. <laughs> what does that mean? It means he's a Russian. He's believing in Russian he's a... propaganda. He's yeah. yeah. He's a, he's gonna. They're gonna. In two weeks, we're gonna find out this guy is a Russian uh, spy or something because he confronted this uh, <laughs> this White House uh, uh, spokesperson. What, right? What a utter moron! And I don't mean the. Investigator. I mean, it's it's comical to a point of what like so it's so funny to watch oh. because he's like, uh, what evidence? And he's like, I just gave it yeah. to you. And he's like, Yeah. yeah. No, you didn't. Uh, no, you didn't. Where's the declassified yeah. documents that you're talking about? He's like, I just said yeah. what the declassified information. Yeah. He's like, Uh, what? You, can print you it just out. you just you made can statements. Print it out. Right. <laughs> you can print this out. You can print this, out what what we just script. were talking about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly, are they are they that dense? No, they really believe that like if you don't uh, wholeheartedly just follow along with what the U.S. government says, uh. it, they believe that they're credible enough that that you should just believe that. But they're not. They're they're like uh, information without any evidence to back it, even though. Over, but they're not credible. Over my whole lifetime, yeah, they've proven to be incredibly, if anything, the opposite of credible, right? Yes. I mean, Russiagate it's... is the num the most recent thing, but even this week, what happened with uh, Syria, we don't have it on the news, but there was like a uh, ISIS member who was killed. They the State Department says uh, he blew himself up, killing civilians. Mm -hmm. But we look back at the drone bombing that they were like, oh, uh, we killed a terrorist um, and it, there was some, uh, he blew up the car killing all these civilians. But what really happened, <laughs> we killed an aid worker with our drone and a whole bunch of civilians. And that happened, what, like a few months ago? So I don't, we don't have oh. trust necessarily in the U.S. government right. to tell us the truth about these things. Extra, extra, by the way. Uh, Russia invades Ukraine, according to uh, Bloomberg. Extra, 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 extra. Uh, Bloomberg News 
has to apologize after accidentally publishing a story that ha- had a headline of Russia invades Ukraine. On its homepage Friday afternoon, Bloomberg published a headline, Russia invades Ukraine, when in fact Russia hadn't invaded Ukraine. This is so embarrassing. (laughs) Bloomberg has to apologize for the publishing the headline, stating, uh, we prepare headlines for many scenarios, and the headline Russia invades Ukraine was inadvertently published around 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Today, on our website, we deeply regret the error. The headline has since been removed, and we are investigating the cause. Uh, uh, by the way, look, I just found out where, why you had an echo. I have been recording through the wrong microphone. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming the microphone is better now. Yeah, you sounded a little tinny before, which I said before we started, and I didn't know why, but I thought it might have been my yeah. headset. No, so I, it I... Was, was my fault. I just figured out I was uh, recording the podcast through my headset instead of my uh, nice podcast microphone. It Yeah, I can definitely tell the difference now. It's less, uh, what's a good word for it? Phone-like. Clangy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry, audience. <laughs> they probably yeah. didn't even notice until now. No. But, uh, until now. Uh, where were we? Let's see. Uh, right, Bloomberg's lapse came amid extreme tensions between Russia and the West over fears Russia would invade its neighbor and spark a conflict. Um, this is obviously not... Like, when you're in the middle of something like this and then a U.S. newspaper accidentally reports this kind of thing, that could inflame tensions. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before, I was like, all that has to happen is one little mistake on the Ukrainian border for, like, shit to hit the fan. Uh, It could also be just one news report, like, reporting something that is wrong, and it inflames Mm -hmm. tensions. That could also be something, so, yeah. Ah, utter morons. Utter, utter morons. I mean, a lot of this has to do with, believe it or not, oil. I mean, uh... What? Guess what? Really? Uh, Oil? I'm so surprised. And natural gas. Uh, I mean, even just today... uh, I mean, that... Actually, Russiagate had a lot to do with the same thing, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Because on Monday, President Biden has vowed to stop the Nord Stream 2 pipeline should Russia invade Mm. Ukraine. So, uh, guess what? Another war by the United States that has something to do with oil. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. I'm so shocked. So shocked. Well, let's go to some good news uh, from Norway. Uh, Breivik is uh, not uh, getting out. Uh, I don't think anybody thought he would be, but uh, I mean, this is good news. The Norwegian court has rejected the bid to release the neo-Nazi mass murderer, ruling that he has not changed his... Oh, has not changed and remains a risk to society. Uh, He was jailed for a maximum of 21 years, but applied for parole last month. Although he said he renounced violence, he gave Nazi salutes on the opening day of the hearing, which we covered. Mm -hmm. Uh, In its ruling, the court in southeast Norway said it did not trust Breivik's claims and and thought that his ideology had not changed, and he would only promote it now through peaceful means. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know if that's true, necessarily, right? I'm not sure that is true either, no. Uh, Maybe he would promote it through peaceful means, but then his, I don't know, 
I don't know what to, disciples, followers. followers yeah. yeah, would they? Better. Would they? Um, would he push them even if he was being peaceful to do something violent? Right. So, yeah. I think that's definitely the correct. I don't. I, like you said, I don't think anybody was holding their breath and thinking that this guy was going to get out. <laughs> no. Especially after him no. doing Nazi salutes in the opening of the yeah. parole hearing. <laughs> Uh, hey, you remember the sex called Nexium? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't really remember it all that well, because I didn't really know about it until much after it, you know, shut down. But... Right, yeah. Is CNN and Nexium more or less the same? Uh... I'm starting to, to believe that now. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but there's a lot of weird... Uh, <laughs> weird, conv convincingly uh, things that are similar? It, it, well, there's a lot of, like, really um, interconnected... Uh, not crimes, but, ver like, very shady stuff going on at CNN. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think for years we talk shit about CNN on, on this podcast, especially during mm. election years when they would bash Bernie Sanders oh. mostly uh, for no reason and just be yeah. very, um, I don't know, they were, they clearly had a bias towards one candidate all the time, mm -hmm. things like that. They they have a, uh, they don't, they're not like a media company that uh, shoots straight. They, they have a left-leaning bias all the time. They never... Uh, well, that's not even true. Sometimes they have a right-leaning bias if it has to do with corporations, uh, right? And so that they they are not really a you know a media organization that you should trust. I mean, when we do news, we don't even ever use CNN articles as like uh, as a source. It's the, we also don't use Fox News articles as a source for the same reason, basically, right? Mm -hmm. So I put them almost in the same camp. Um, and then we have all the stuff that's happened as of late with the Cuomo brothers and CNN, right? Uh, coming out of that, CNN pre President Jeff Zucker, uh, who industry insiders speculated would have played a larger role when the network would have become part of Disney, has resigned last Wednesday, mm. telling staff that he failed to disclose a consensual, consensual relationship with a colleague. Uh, Zucker56 said in a memo that his relationship came to light during... The investigation of Chris Cuomo's uh, conduct, the primetime CNN, CNN anchor who was fired in December for assisting his brother, the New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, of, uh, oh, who was accused of sexual misconduct, uh, Andrew Cuomo has his accusers, uh, has said his accusers had misinterpreted his words, uh, Zucker, through a spokesman, declined an interview for, a uh, uh, request for interview, he is divorced, his representative said. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but... Uh, <laughs> Please tell me uh, that uh, they also told us what he was wearing. Well, he's not in trial yet. Uh, Zucker had indicated that he was planning to retire from CNN, but he was expect expected to play a prominent role in the new Warner Brothers Discovery uh, takeover of the company, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. Warner Media is planning to launch a new subscription service, CNN Plus, uh, this in this quarter of 2022. So, uh, yeah, this all came out of the investigation into Chris Cuomo, right? Mm -hmm. um, what's interesting is in that investigation, uh, we found out that this guy, Jeff Zucker, was also... Uh, 
talking to Andrew Cuomo, right? Okay, so it says, mm-hmm. uh, the source says in the investigation, this is from the Rolling Stone, uh, Zucker and Golst, this is the woman who he didn't uh, reveal he was in a relationship w- with for years, uh, mm-hmm. They were invi- advising the governor at the beginning of the COVID pandemic in not s- dissimilar ways with as Chris Cuomo, Andrew, as Andrew sparred with the, on the daily basis with President Trump over the COVID message. The couple provided the gov- governor with talking points on how to respond to the president's criticism. They also booked governor's appearances on the network exclusively uh, with Chris Cuomo to do an interview. Cuomo and Gloss conduct, conduct too would appear to mark an ethical breach for executives on behalf of an impartial news outlet. Right. Mm. Uh, the autonomy of the news organization requires it to be engaged in, and not to be engaged in any sort of direct activity with political actors, said Tim Gleason, a journalist, uh, a journalism professor, professor at the University of Oregon. Uh, speaking broadly about the ethics of it, if they... They're advised as a politician, presumably advising a politician, presumably reporting on the activities that the politician is, is engaged in. That's duplicitous, duplicitous and deceptive and a disservice to the audience of this news organization. Right. That's the most important thing here is that all these people were working with Andrew Cuomo to quell not only um, people talking about his sexual assault allegations but also everything to do with covid at the time if you remember mm. this is the same time period when everybody was like oh andrew cuomo he's gonna be the next president remember that whole thing right i do remember that whole thing uh there this is goes way deeper than just uh he him getting fired for being in a relationship with somebody uh he was actually were like as the head of cnn advising uh, the governor of New York on what to do and then giving him a spot to talk on his news organization. I mean, that's, like they said, duplicitous. And also just, I mean, that just proves how not news CNN is, right? I mean, what do you think about this? Yeah, no, it proves once and for all how atrocious CNN is. I mean, they are nothing but a, a... a cult in a in a way there's a news organization wrapped into a cult it seems, it seems i think they're a propaganda organization for the democratic party yes. you know but not even but also for like corporate democratic party so like yeah they'll go oh, yeah. against bernie sanders they'll go against nina turner but they'll yeah. never turn on somebody like andrew cuomo even though he's like no. a terrible person right um yeah, yeah, yeah. uh yeah, well, I, think it, I think that's part of the cult aspect you were saying, though, right? Because they're all—if yeah, yeah, you're in yeah. the cult, they're not going to turn on you, right? No, I think we should do the like the Chinese people and just put them off air in the middle of uh, in the middle of a broadcast <laughs> of a broadcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, this this case, holy moly! A lot of people, especially in the right wing, were freaking out about this. Is like you know because China. Uh, and I thought, I, I at first was like, this is terrible, but it's not as bad as you think it is. But Dutch no. journalist was interrupted and dragged away by Chinese guards mid-broadcast on Friday outside the Olympic Stadium in Beijing. Uh, wow, what a name he's got. Shor Den Das, a correspondent mm-hmm. for a Dutch news outlet, 
uh, was doing a live cross on Friday at the Winter Games when a security guard stepped in in front of the camera and began to push him away. In the, vid- in the video, he attempts to continue the broadcast before he is eventually stopped. As the camera zooms out, yeah. several guards are seen standing nearby. Uh, the reporter said, We are now being pulled out of here. We have just been expelled from another area, so I'm afraid we'll have to come back to you later. A clip uh, was posted to social media. Uh, it obviously went viral. Uh, it's unclear what prompted the Chinese officials to interrupt the middle of the broadcast. Uh, and the games are already facing heavy criticism due to human rights abuses in China. Um, mm-hmm. But what we're understanding, or at least what I'm seeing, is there's certain places that the Chinese af- government is saying that reporters are allowed to be and not allowed to be. And this guy was in one mm-hmm. of the places that he's technically not allowed to be. Uh, he says he didn't know. Uh, and so, you know, he was. they didn't arrest him or anything. He was back on the air the same day. Yeah. I've seen this clip. It's 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 pretty harmless. Yeah, it's not like they rough him up or anything. Um, right. But at the same time, it shows you know the s- strictness of the Chinese kind of propaganda machine. How they're right. like, we want it seen this way, and if you step out of those bounds, we're gonna like we're gonna enforce it. Yeah. Definitely. Hey, uh, rule Britannia, Britannia, here we rule. Uh, yeah, the queen, uh, comrades, a sir, 70, 70 year reign. That is a long ass time. Uh, yeah, she's become the first British monarch to celebrate a platinum jubilee, uh, or 70 years on the throne. Uh, plenty of pundits will praise the queen, uh, for her perseverance and commitment to public service. Uh, the queen should also get credit for the work she has done as a woman on on behalf on behalf of women. I, I don't. Mm. Is that true? I don't even know. Yeah, I and I also think we should give her the credit of uh, killing Prince Diana once and for all. I think she deserves that credit. Credit. Uh, it's easy to forget challenges the queen has to contend with uh, on the gender front. She has lived through more <laughs> crises crises than most remember. Uh, uh. Oh, I see. Never complain, never explain has seemingly been her mantra. Other royal women, namely Princess Diana, Meghan, and Meghan, have spoken out against sexism and misogyny, but the matriarch rarely weighs in. Um. So why would they say that she's been so great on women's issues? Uh, they, they, they're very confused as to... Yeah. She's a woman, and she's a leader, right? So I yeah. get that. Um. And she's been around for a really long time. Yeah, I mean, will she ever die? Mm-hmm. Considering, uh, like, we're no. moving into, like, you know, Web 3, <laughs> kind of, like, metaverse. No. Is, the queen is just going to no. be r- the ruler ever, forever in the metaverse, mm-hmm. right? Is mm-hmm. that what's going to happen? Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think we should praise her as, as the killer she is. Uh, and, uh, yeah, give her her deuce. Be afraid, is what you're saying. <laughs> Be very afraid. Do you know who I am very afraid of? No. I'm very afraid of uh, Tron. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's scary. Yeah. He's very, very scary. Uh, his, uh, his speech today is very per- personal. Uh, you get to know Tron a little better. He's a little over the pl- all over the place, but uh, 
you get to know him in this uh, uh, segment of uh, Tron Tells the Truth. It was very, like, it was interesting to listen to. This is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Many of you maybe think that I'm just a talker, a person who just speak my mind and have a lot big words and swear a lot and uh, always have big solution in five minutes every week. I don't do anything, but I do. So this time, on top of a topic, I'm going to present myself. I've been in politics since the 90s, since 1993. If you, well, that's even a political party. Before that, well, you can go back to 1992. This year, I have 30 years of working with different political topics. It's been racism, gay rights, legalization of cannabis, human rights, free Tibet, and all kinds of local things that you never really heard about. But I've been in politics. I see the environment from the inside. I see how people, how it works, on good and on bad. I've been also part of the good and the bad. You learn as long as you live. Nobody's fucking perfect. I'm not. But you can change and can improve. If you don't, you stagnation and you die. I was more to the right before. It's not that strange, really. I grew up in a nice neighborhood. Even my city was broke in the beginning of the 90s. My, f- my family still have good paying jobs. I never had to think about that my family will get poor and not can afford their bills. I have privilege. A lot of people have privilege in society from Norway. But there are two people, kind of people with privilege. Those people who also have empathy for the people who are on the bottom. They have empathy and know that then their solution is not necessarily the best solution for everybody else. We need we have different lives and we have to learn to live in different ways. But we all deserve to have a place to live, something to eat, and a good life standard. How you define it, that's up to you. For me, I define it just having my books, my music, my wife my friends, do some acting, doing podcasting, and so on. But there are always some people who don't agree with that, and think that I should live my life differently, spend more, use more money, and so on. But I cannot live like that. Working more to just get more makes me depressed. The times I've done it, i always getting sick, I don't feel good, and I'm not enjoying my life. I'm not very rich now, but I have enough, and I value what I have. That's why I also live a rich life. But rich life is not always a lot of money, but I have some kind of standards that I must have. So, therefore, I get fucking tired of listening to rich people who think they have deserved, well, they haven't deserved something. If they work hard, most rich people haven't really worked hard. Don't fucking come bullshit me. They don't deserve to have like big paycheck every fucking month. They not have the right to fucking spit on workers, make them work like uh, twelve hours a day, have three fucking jobs to survive. Because they think they're entitled to it because they're on the top of the food chain. 
They always like words being used, people criticizing the rich, communists, socialists, and so on. But it always comes to the fact that people with a lot of wealth who are conservative to the right never want really to discuss anything. They just want to put a blame on everyone else. If it is talked to them bad, well, that is communism and socialism. But be warned. Be warned. If they have read the history books, there are amount of times when you can use those speeches. An amount of times. You can scream it again and again. But in sometimes the word lose their meaning. People getting angry. They're always fun with the conservatives. I've been talking that before. Because they always think that they can control the anger. The Republicans now think they can use racism slurs and so on. But they can control those people. Well, conservatives have tried to control the far right before. Here in Europe they tried. More than once. You all know the results. If you have a war veteran in your family from the Second World War, ask them how they went. They know the horror. Well, this was drunk uh, called to the truth, but all a little over the place. But my segments are getting longer, and my new podcast show will be on during this this half year. We must do something with poverty, and we must do something with the environment. Those issues are going to visit again and again and again in the years to come. Well, this is what Trump tells the truth. A little different one this time. Have a nice day. Thank you, Tron, for telling the truth. That was a very nice Tron tells the truth this week. Yeah, very cool. Uh, yeah. A little, like he said, a little bit all over the place, but I like that. It, yeah. You know, yeah. um, gives you a little more to chew on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's talk about the show that I don't think that you saw. Uh, a power book uh, IV. Is that three? <clears throat> yeah, that's. Oh, no, that's four. Uh, force. This is the fourth spin-off of Power. Uh, this is uh, the Tommy Egan story. Okay. Uh, I'm a little bit tired of uh, spin-off shows from Power, to be fair. Uh, and this one, I you have to use a dongle to plug in your headphones, which is really annoying. <laughs> yeah, because it's stars. <laughs> stars. Is that the joke? No, power book. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but it's power and then space book. Right. Four. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I will give it a four. I mean, if Apple seven. came out with the power book four, would you be like, oh, well, yeah, that's an Apple product. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is it about? It's about... Is it a documentary? I don't... I've never heard of Power. Oh, have you never seen Power? No. Okay, it's a crime show. Is it a documentary or is it like fake? No, no, no. Fake. It's fake. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Celeb Big Brother season three? Three. Mm-hmm. Seems like there's been more of them than three, but I guess it's, that's just the US version. There's only been three. Uh, starring actually a pretty good cast of celebrities, I thought. 
Um, I don't know what it be. You uh, you saw some of this. I did. Uh, I think uh, the casting was uh, pretty perfect, to be honest. Uh, really, really liked the guy from uh, Queer Eye from uh, For a Straight Guy. He's maybe the most entertaining in the house. Uh, I, for, I, why am I, I like totally uh, connecting with Chris Kattan, even though you barely even see him? <laughs> he seems like a dude who is just so lovable. He's like a little teddy bear, you know what I mean? He just seems like... Uh, <laughs> no drama. He doesn't really give a crap that he's even there. He doesn't give a shit. Maybe that's why I connect with him. He just doesn't seem like he gives a shit at all. He's like, whatever. I'm just here to get paid, kind of thing, you know. Uh, I like that. For some reason, that I really connect with that. I'd love for him to win with that strategy of just like, I don't really don't care. Um, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh, not really a huge any huge twists except for like the whole. Um, hat thing there at the beginning where they made them uh, nominate somebody or, you know, knock somebody off the block to nominate somebody, which that's a new little twist, I guess. Um, other than that, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the cast is pretty good. Nobody's super annoying that I can see, so yeah. I don't know, I'd give this season so far, I saw, I saw most of the episodes at least, uh, a seven, I guess? What about you? I will give it a 7.5 actually because uh, I think I I I just loved it. I really loved the casting and uh, yeah, really really fun. Uh yeah, some some surprising I think Big Brother super fans in there that I wasn't expecting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mhm. Mm okay. Uh what should we go to next? How about Shumu. Shenmu. Shenmu, the animation. I have never played the game. Have you? I've watched a lot of, like... It's kind of a cult classic for um, doing uh, Let's Plays. So I've seen a lot of, like... I've seen a lot of it, but it's, like... Because it's really... Like, the game, the original, at least, is really goofy. And, like, does it doesn't play all that well and stuff like that. So it's kind of a classic for... Uh, let's plays because people can make fun of it while they're playing it. Does that make sense? Uh, but everybody also really loves the story. So, and as far as I can tell, the story in the first episode is pretty close to the game. Uh, the main character, I think, the game doesn't really talk, and in the show, obviously, he talks. So there's a bit of a difference there. But I like I like the whole concept of it. The animation is very what? How would you describe it? I don't know. Anime, uh, anime, Standard early anime. Yeah. 90s? Yeah, early sure. Early 90s anime. Maybe well. late it's 90s, so, but that's kind of when the original yeah. Shenmue came out, too. So maybe that's what they're going for, you know? Because yeah. I think it came out on Dreamcast, I want to say. Let me look it up while you talk about it. Yeah, no, uh, but uh, I didn't really like this. Not my cup of tea. Uh, I saw one episode. I am going to watch two, but I I think I'm out already. Uh, I, I I don't. Yeah, I did like it. Maybe I, this isn't for me. But uh, like I said, I have never seen this. Uh, I never played the game. Uh, I think I've heard about the game. I remember people applauding like wild animals. Oh, for it when it came out. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, it's had, I think, f 
mul- multiple sequels. On, yeah. I want to say it's had like, uh, let's see, four sequels. And yes, it, the original came out on Dreamcast in 1999. So that kind of makes sense if they were going for that style of animation because they wanted to go with like the ori- when it originally came out. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, th- I thought it was pretty, you know, standard anime kind of thing going on. But some of the stories are a little more interesting than, like, an anime that's super sci-fi and over-the-top goofy a little bit. This is very uh, more realistic to me. Uh, I, I don't know. I'd give it... What did I give it? 6.5? <sighs> yeah, okay. We were very much agreeing last week, so I, I guess I'm, I'm happy that we disagree. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> because I gave it 3.5. We can't agree all the time. That would be no fun. No. Yeah. I, I really didn't like it. I really, really didn't like it. Well, there, you've only you seen did. one episode. There's another episode at least you're going to see probably, right? So... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe you'll like it more. But um, the game itself is known for being super slow also. So, I don't know. Uh, the anime isn't really that slow. It went pretty quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about Joe Millionaire from earlier this year, from last month, I guess. Uh, which, the surprise come out. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't hear about it, because we generally know most of the brand new shows that come out, right? But mm-hmm. this went mm-hmm. under the radar somehow. It's a spinoff of the original Joe Millionaire from 2003. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The amazing Joe Millionaire from 2003. Look, don't forget about that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. watch it when it came. I don't think I had cable or anything in 2000. I, where I was living in 2003, uh, so I don't remember watching it. I just remember hearing about it and being like, "That's a terrible concept for a show." It is a terrible concept of a show, and not only is it a terrible concept of a show. It feels like, yeah, you we we're seeing people getting lied to, and we're celebrating that people are getting lied to. Right, because the original, there's a guy who pretends to be a millionaire. It's very much like The Bachelor, the show. Uh, he pretends to be a millionaire, but very much mm-hmm. in like YouTuber gold digger fashion. He's actually not a millionaire. He's a construction worker who makes you know minimum wage or whatever uh, a construction worker makes more than minimum wage actually um, but they're tricking they're in the original they're tricking these women into thinking he's a millionaire uh, and in this one it's very much similar it's just they have two guys and one of them's a millionaire and one of them's not and they saying that this is less offensive for some reason um, but I, I, I find more. it the same amount. You find it more? No, okay. yeah, I, I find it more, and I will tell you why. Because uh, here the girls knows that one is rich and one is poor, right? Uh, right, sure. Right, and and the whole concept is, uh, are the, are the gold diggers going to find out who the rich one is and the poor, or the poor one is? That is more or less the concept. I think that is worse than not knowing that he's actually just poor. Sure, but in the original, they actually did say he is a millionaire. 
Right. And in this one, they're not saying which one is a millionaire, but they are saying yes, and I, one of them. I think that's worse. So in a way, yeah, yeah, because they're messing. Yeah. Are you thinking of it in the sense that they're messing with the... Messing with their heads. Okay, yeah, yeah I can see that. It's worse for the contestants. Okay, I was thinking yes. of it more in the sense of, like, as a concept, which one was worse. No, no, no. And for in this one... In, this, in yeah. this one, like, at least they're not directly lying to them. They're telling them, at least, it, from mm -hmm. a, the show perspective, they're telling them, hey, one of them's this, one of them's that. Where the original, they were just straight out lying, right? So in that way, it's less bad <laughs> from, like, the premise of, like, the concept. But you, you, I think you are correct. It's worse for the contestants because they're trying to mess with their heads more, Uh trying to make them think oh is he the like they're at least right. in this the whole most of it most of the time the women are, are sitting there going trying to pick out clues oh he's got a ranch mm -hmm. lots of rich mm -hmm. people have ranches oh he likes to do this uh or the one guy they're at the bar and right. they're like oh he's really comfortable at this honky-tonk bar he's he must be the poor yes. one because only yes. poor people go to honky-tonk like honky-tonk bars <laughs> right exactly and that that is that is why I think it's worse because they are fucking more with their mind. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I I, I was yeah. mostly thinking of it from like a production standpoint because that's right. like the original. The whole reason it was bad was because of the lying to the women and oh, yeah, yeah. you know making them look like gold diggers or whatever you want to call it. Um, but. Uh, Certain women in this one come off that same way, uh, whether it's production or whether the women are portraying that w them w selves that way on purpose. Because you got to remember, in this day and age, when you go on a reality show, it, it, some people go on reality shows with the concept in their head: "I'm, I want to be the bad guy," because th that mm. I, you know, I could parlay a career of being the bad guy on a reality show. Um, so certain people come on a show being like, "I want to be hated." Uh, believe it or not, how I mean, that's just the day and age we live in, I suppose. But uh, mm. some people, so you got to remember, like, not, most of it's probably not a hundred percent real, and what is real is oh, no. being heavily no. produced by these producers. So I don't think that any of these people are bad people or anything like that. The show mm -hmm. itself, uh, I don't know. I'd give, I'm giving it a three. I think it's terrible, but I, it production. Value-wise, it didn't have like audio problems or anything. I I think I'm I'm with you on the three actually. When I think about it, yeah, I do agree with it. But that. it is so bad. It is really really bad. It is um, terrible. I definitely got uh, vibes of that show where they're trying to impregnate that woman, which was also yes. on Fox. So yes, it is very foxy to have this show. Uh, let's go to Murderville. Uh, hey, can you please? Uh, uh, explain the concept of this because I find it hard as a Norwegian to uh, explain the concept of it. Well, it's an improv show, so it, most of it is improvised, at, at, but they have like a, like they have a setup because like in improv you always have a setup. So the setup for this mm -hmm. show, each episode is a different murder. And so mm, certain actors are, are giving clues in the improv and those are kind of the setup of the improv. Then they have a special guest who is a different celebrity each episode, and they're there to both do improv acting with what's his name, Will Arnett. <laughs> Will Will Arnett. I yeah. almost said Will Forte. I almost <laughs> almost said that. Uh, Will Arnett. Not the same people. No. Um, 
they have to improv, but also at the same time, the celebrity is actually trying to solve the murder. Uh, so in a way, it's like a improv mixed with a slight game show that nobody mm-hmm. wins anything in, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> except for being right or not, I guess. Uh, yeah, this is a very hit or miss show to me, just because extremely hit and miss. It just depends on who the celebrity guest is and if they're yes. an entertaining personality, right? And here, here's here, here's the uh, hundred and ten percent truth. It is extremely, extremely funny when it is, but when it isn't, it's so incredibly boring. I, 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 let's go through them because I, I think, I think this is actually. A There's only like six episodes, so yeah, we can. Yeah, make yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Conan and O'Brien, uh, amazing start. Yeah, I think that's why they Fantastic. put it in the first episode is to hook you with this really good episode because Conan yep. is an amazing improv. Uh, he's just amazing. Just look at any of the sketches, improv sketches from uh, his late yep. night show. You know he's good. So then we have Marshwan uh, Lynch, a terrible football player. Uh, not not well. I'm probably sure sure he's a good football player. Right. I was like, terrible. I don't know anything, but I'm yes. pretty sure they right. have him on the show. He's decent at football. Yes, uh, terrible at at this improv show. Maybe maybe my next to least favorite episode. I mean, he's not an actor, and he's especially not an improv actor, which is a whole n- right. like like having a script is one thing, but uh, being an improv actor is a whole different animal. Uh, then the next best episode I thought was with Camille uh, Nanjani. Very very fun. Right, he's a comedian, uh, so of course it's going to yeah. be funny. Right, and he's probably good at improv because you got to deal with the crowd doing crowd work. That's improv, right? Right. So. Adam Murphy was okay. It wasn't either good or bad. It was just like there. I honestly don't know who that is. Okay, continue. Yeah. Uh, then Sharon Stone that we saw together. That was maybe my least favorite, actually. Uh, maybe because I had so high expectations. Okay. Uh, from watch because we watched episode one and five, and then after that I saw everything in chronicle order. Uh, Which I don't think you really need to, but there is one. No, run, there's a running no. storyline about his partner. We realized right. at least, which isn't really a big deal, but yeah. But Sharon Stone was a little stiff. Uh, she was very stiff and. She looked more confused than amused. I don't think she understood the concept of the showness. I think they explained right. it to her, and she listened to it and understood, like, okay, I'm supposed to solve a murder mystery. But I don't think they explained, like, you need to improv and, like, work like work with the other actors to, like, make jokes and things like that. She was more... It felt like she was in a, um, ex- an escape room, and the people yes. around her were the escape <laughs> yes. room actors. Yes, yes, yes. Right, yeah. And then the last and the best episode with Ken uh, Young, amazing episode, my favorite episode of them all. It's just freaking hilarious, and the ending was so good. Uh, okay, I gave it a, f- I think I give it a five point five. I was thinking a five right in the yeah. middle, but I think it's better. No, it's it's better than five. Certain episodes yeah. are really really funny. I mean, if you're yeah. gonna go watch one, watch the Conan episode, and if you like it, you might like some of the other ones. But um, I would say watch episode one, uh, then three, then six. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
the last thing I saw on TV, uh, Reacher on Amazon Prime. Reacher. This was fun. I mean, I think this is based off a book, right? I'm assuming. It's, it is, yeah. I've, I've read all of, uh, almost all of them. I don't think I ever read any Reacher books, uh, but this is starring mm. a guy named Alan Richson, who I guess is, like, just a massive dude, right? Because that's his whole character is, like, he's 6'5 or 6'6 or something, and he's just jacked. Um, and he goes into this small town. We don't really know why he's entering the small town, but there's a murder happens in the small town, and he gets accused of the murder. We don't know if he... I mean, we really don't know if he did it or not, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you're you're assuming he's the good guy at least in the in the mm-hmm. beginning of the show, but do is he really the good guy? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the action. I really like Alan Richard. Is that what his name was? Richardson. Alan Richardson. Uh, I haven't seen him in in anything cool before, but uh, we love Fitzgerald, that uh, plays uh, Roscoe, or, or was also good. But uh, what did you give this? Uh, let's see, I gave it a 6. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I gave it a 7. Yeah. The only thing about it is it felt very um, network TV action movie, like uh, a lot of different uh, network shows felt similar to this. Uh but I think he was really good. Like, as far as somebody I haven't seen in things, I think he did a good job of kind of portraying this character. Uh, I'm seeing he's been in a few things. He was in Ninja Turtles, both the new ones. Okay. Uh, what else has he been, been in? Uh, oh, Ghosts of War, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he was in an episode. He's been in... Oh, he was in Blood Drive. Oh, he was the guy from Blood Drive. Remember Arthur from Blood Drive? He was ah. the the main uh, guy in that who killed all the... Like, that killed right. everybody. Right. Uh, that's where I knew him from. Okay. Yeah. I was like... The face is super familiar. Like, he looks like an actor you've seen before, right? So, he yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the last thing I saw as well. Oh, okay. Uh, how I Met Your Father, episode four. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, this was a strange episode. Let's talk about it. Dirty 30. Sophie discovers that hosting her 30th birthday party is almost as stressful as turning 30. Mm-hmm. Jesse and Ellen struggle as oh to relate to each other as siblings. Val and Charlie spice things up, and Sid shows off. <laughs> Sid shows off a new piece of bling. Why do I not remember that part? There's the train. Who's Sid? Sid, Sid, Sid. I don't even remember that character. Hmm. Oh, no. uh, He's the bartender with the... That the whole, like, the whole episode was based around the joke that is... Yeah. This whole whole episode was based around a joke. This guy got a man ring, right? And they're all making fun of him for having a man ring. And then at the very end of the episode, we find out that they have this big birthday party, and there's all these women there. And all at the very end, we find out all these women are like crushing on the bartender because of his man ring. And that was like Mm -hmm. the big joke. Um, Yeah, that was what was weird about this episode is it all revolved around this one joke. (laughs) And like, yeah, yeah. it felt a very, uh, it felt very weird in the way that. 
uh, this episode kind of like felt uh, out of left wing because we had had a very like uh, storyline driven uh, episodes until this episode where we kind of stopped and focused just on one uh, thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, the biggest storyline thing that moved ahead here was just her having a date with uh, Josh Peck's character. Right. Um, who teacher. The teacher guy, right. He, mm-hmm. They have a date, and she seems to really like him. But, I mean, mm-hmm. both me and you were like, this guy, like, just our brains as logical, how we know how movies and TV shows work, he's too perfect for her, right? There's, something is going to go very wrong with this guy. He's going to be a murderer. He's going to be... He's gay. He could be gay. He could be... Yeah. There's so many things. He, he could be a, a furry. He could be... Uh, right. a Yu-Gi-Oh collector. Weird. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Shirley Temple lover. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, she goes into his house and he just has Shirley Temple collectibles. Temple. All that that's creepy. <laughs> that could be a good one actually. And a grown ass uh, man with the Shirley Temple collection. <laughs> Temple wow. Collection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh but uh, yeah, no this was not as good as last episode. I was a little disappointed. Uh, but uh, I still gave it a 6.5. I think it also wasn't very funny. Like, the last episode no. had a lot of really good jokes. This one, not a lot of good storyline stuff, not a lot of good jokes. I give it a 4. Oh, that love. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, now we do the Joe Rogan round. because uh, There's so much Joe Rogan stuff, I just made the TV round the Joe Rogan round. <laughs> <laughs> the Joe Rogan round. Around the Joe Rogan we go. Okay, uh, first, he has apologized for repeating use of the N-word, and we all know that the N-word is neighbor. That's uh, what we have decided here on this podcast. Uh, and if you don't that, get that reference, uh, you should go back some episodes. I'm not sure when we started. So many episodes. <laughs> well, I know exactly when it was, because it was when the iDubs video came out about neighbor. Yes, it was. And we covered the iDubs vid, and I, I was like, we we can't reference anything. Yeah, we can't do yeah. anything even close to it, even though he did, like, um, he discussed it, it a lot. Idea. And, like, <laughs> we like I've seen a lot of other people talk about the Joe Rogan stuff, and Joe, in, his apo- yeah. in Joe Rogan's apology, he kind of says it. I was saying it in context, referencing something somebody else had said, which at the time when we covered the iDubs vid, we were... Mm. D- we had the discussion. We were like, "Yes, can we say this in reference to what he's saying? No. Uh, and we were like, Every we can't do that. No. We cannot do that. <laughs> no. And it's like, oh, no. so glad that we made that decision to always say neighbor because like, we, yes. if we ever got canceled, we'd be in Joe Rogan's position of like, uh, <laughs> them putting out like a clipped out video that just sh- shows all the times he said the N word. Um, he, his, his excuse is I used it in context in reference to things other people said. I wasn't saying it maliciously. I was referring to what other people said maliciously or something like that. Right. Um, Mm. but then there was also the joke that he said about planet of the apes, which of course is also, uh, (sighs) I mean, there's really never an excuse for using the N word as a, as a white person, like, especially, uh, when you have such a platform, but I mean, a lot of these things, you know, he was a much smaller creator when a lot of these things were said also. Um, not that that's an excuse. It's just like, uh, 
things have definitely changed over time, right? Uh, I, I don't know. There's a lot of people defending Joe Rogan on this and saying uh, these things were taken out of context and things like that. I don't know. Where do you stand on this? I'm really torn as to how I feel about it. I, I don't think he should say the N-word in any situation. I, I think neighbors should be banned from all white, li- white people's lips. If you say neighbor to your friends as a joke, right? I, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't respect you. Right. I mean, but then I, we can go back to the iDubs video. Like, yeah. That, like he said it all the time in that video, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, he wasn't using it maliciously in any way in that video. Um, yeah. And I don't I, think I, I, I don't think Idub yeah. should be canceled for what he no, for that. No, uh, no. I would have to. I guess the thing is, I would have to see the context of every single of these twenty six times Joe Rogan said it. Right? I'd have to be given all that context, which is probably almost impossible to do. Um, mm. But I mean, the like you said, there's no reason any any white person should be saying that word anyways. So yeah. I also am on that side. So I'm very confused yeah. as to like how I feel about it. But I think the thing that's really pulling me is like this video is being put out to just try to cancel Joe Rogan. I don't think the people who put yeah. it out necessarily even uh, care. Well, they do care that that word is being used, but they more care mm-hmm. about canceling Joe Rogan than the use of the word in my the way I'm seeing it, and I feel like that's almost, um, it's using the power of that word, uh, to your own benefit, for your own benefit, to try to, like, I don't like Joe Rogan, so because I, because of this word that I've been able to, like, find him say, I'm gonna use Mm -hmm. this, I don't, I don't think they're, um, fighting for uh, African American rights in this situation, I guess. Is no, they are right. trying to get him cancelled, and that is what it feels like. I am kind of happy that the CEO of Spotify saying that uh, cancelling uh, Joe Rogan isn't the answer because I do agree. I don't think cancel. I, I, I mean, I've turned around on this cancelling story many, many times. Like me, me and Luke had this conversation when it came to. Uh, our favorite person in the world, uh, big man. Uh, oh, Alex Jones. Guy. Al- Alex Jones. Thank you. Uh, where when I in the beginning said I want I want to cancel Alex Jones, I've gone back on that, and I I feel the same here. You should be allowed saying it, but we should also uh, be able to call him out on saying it. So I I, I feel both. And I kind of agree with the CEO of Spotify saying that canceling is never, never the answer. Yeah, and people are mad at Spotify for that. Um, yeah. Neil Young, who was the original person to kind of boycott this, uh, came out and mm-hmm. said to the employee, he directly addressed the Spotify, Spotify employees uh, saying that the problem is not Joe Rogan, that it's the CEO of Spotify. It's, mm-hmm. This is a quote. He says, "You must be able to find a better place than Spotify to be your home for your art." The workers at, to the workers at Spotify, I say, Daniel Eck is your problem, not Joe Rogan. Eck pulls the strings. Get out of the place before he eats up your soul. This is. Um, there was a lot of speculation as to whether 
Neil Young was actually behind this or whether the people who like kind of own his music and the rights to all that stuff right. were behind it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, this proves that clearly he's all, whether it's him or he's definitely for it also. Right. Um, and then, after, then uh, uh, yeah, and then something comes out that really, really, really didn't help him, because Joe Rogan is now offered like ten million to hundred Spotify, a hundred million for for quitting Spotify for a right wing platform, and if he had done this, I would have said, okay, fuck him, just fuck him. Uh, right, uh, it was an offer by rumble on their twitter account um but they say that this is a real that this is this is real but they posted it on their twitter account not like mm -hmm. just directly to joe rogan email or like so <clears throat> obviously this is also a, a publicity stunt more than anything uh but rumble sure. is known as being a very right-wing place and people it is <clears throat> um associate joe rogan now with the right wing a lot so it doesn't like you said it doesn't help him at all but it definitely yeah. helps Rumble as far as p uh, PR. Well, maybe not PR, but just getting publicity for people to know about Rumble. Uh, like, yeah, I, a lot yeah. of people who, like, watch CNN or NBC, MSNBC probably never heard of Rumble until this week. <laughs> and I, 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 I feel sad in the way that this has been spoken about. I just, because, like, I, I, they, they took, I think it was, like, 70 episodes of his show. Uh, that they oh yeah, off Spotify. Right, and it's like, okay, you say you want him there, and you say you 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 protect his free speech, but you also take away episodes. Like, well, okay. a lot of the speculation is that they discussed it with Joe Rogan, and he said, okay, I, if you think that this is gonna help get these people off my back, go ahead and delete some episodes. That's the right. speculation is that this was not just Spotify doing it. Joe Rogan also said that it was okay. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, but I think one of the biggest thing about them deleting episodes is that a lot of the, the reasons they said is, uh, racism saying the a a neighbor word. And then the original thing was disinformation, uh, about COVID. Um, which was like, that's one, uh, the other reason that this is clearly just trying to cancel Joe Rogan is like the um, incremental, like stepping up of like, okay, this didn't cancel him. So now we're going to do this to cancel him. Right. Um, that, that whole thing, uh, of canceling Joe Rogan comes from this place like, uh, which is, uh, like funded by democratic super PAC. So this is all like a political a political thing because Joe, Joe Rogan's very influential, you know? Um, mm. And so uh, people want to get him off of platforms. Uh, and so they're using these reasons. But if you look at the episodes that have been deleted, not all of them have to do with uh, have something racist or have something that's COVID disinformation. There are certain ones that are just like left-wing people like Kyle Kalinske got... Uh, his interviews deleted that didn't have anything to do with COVID, and I know that guy wasn't being racist. So yeah, mm. yeah, no, it's 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 definitely it's definitely weird. Uh, I I I hope he stands on his principles. Don't say yes to this stupid offer 
And oh, and, I here's the yeah. thing. I don't think I, I bet he has contracts with spot. Like, there's no way he's going to be able to just break the contract with Spotify to go to some go somewhere else. And unless Spotify breaks breaks the contract with him, that's the only way it's going to happen. And I, it's Spotify. The CEO seemingly is right behind him, saying, "I'm not. I'm. We're not kicking him off." So. Breaking breaking news. Uh, Kyle Kalinsky, which we just talked about, uh, his show getting kicked off or getting booted from Spotify. He just posted a thing uh, an hour ago. Kyle discovers the real reason his Rogan podcast was pulled. So we're at five thirty eight. Is that where you're at, Fro? Yep. Okay. Go ahead and give me a countdown. Are we ready? In three, two, one, play. That was the reason that they did it. However, however. Somebody who I trust 100% reached out to me and said, no, man, I went back and listened to the entire thing. And there's a portion where you guys are talking about Kanye West. Okay. And Joe quotes something. I don't know if he's quoting Uh-oh. a lyric of Kanye's. I don't know if he's quoting a rant oh, no. of Kanye's oh, no. or whatever. Don't say it. Don't but say it. Joe ends up saying N-I-G-G-A in the podcast. He's quoting now, Kanye, I guess. The reason why I thought he didn't say the n-word is because i certainly didn't remember it and i guess he said it in a way that was in context and we breeze right by it where it didn't even occur to me i mean again i thought i was on four times turns out i was on the show five times so obviously my memory's not that good but it turns out that he indeed deeds indeed did say n-i-g-g-a so neighbor i think that's probably the reason why they banned my podcast with him okay we can stop there <laughs> All right, well, uh, that okay. answers my question. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm glad we have clarity on that, at least. Hey, look, if you go to audibletrial.com slash ADC, that's audibletrial.com slash ADC, you can find the little girl who fought the Great Depression, Shirley Temple in the 1930s America oh, by John F. Kaysen, yeah. So you can learn more about Charlotte Temple. Uh, I I think there was a documentary actually about her as well. I think she had an interesting life actually. <laughs> that could be an interesting sure. book. Yeah. So if you go there, you can get a thirty day free trial of Audible, but you also get uh, a free book, and you can listen to this book as uh, eight hours and fifty five minutes. Uh, and if you cancel uh, the description. Description? No. Subscription. There you go. (laughs) Not entirely the same. Uh, You get to to keep the book. (sighs) Okay. uh, What are we doing? Oh, Eurovision. We're on Eurovision already. Uh, Okay. Um, uh, Where do we want to start with? uh, We got three Eurovision songs. Yeah. Because now things are heating up. Right. Because we're not. What is it? End of March is the final. Uh, May. And, uh, I, in the beginning I always May, mix yeah. it up with March because they start with M for some reason. But yeah, we're doing yeah. three so we can try to get most, most if not all, the songs done before the final. So. Yes. Uh, should we go from... Yeah, let's let's do circles first. Uh, Alright. Uh, that is uh, from North Macedonia. Andrea with circles. This is a lyrical video. Uh, what did you think about this? Very good vocals. Um, Very good vocals. Uh, it's got a crescendo in it that I can see if they are doing a stage performance. Some really good 
a, a really good ability to do some like cool lighting effects. This yeah, is definitely yeah. not going to have dancers in the background. I can tell you that no, much. No, it's a uh, is it a ballad? It's a emotional kind of ballad type uh, vocal song. Uh, she looks a lot like Emma Chamberlain, doesn't she? She does. <laughs> she does. Not, I, I also and that's, thought about that. I was like, yeah. is, uh, it's like if Emma Chamberlain had an amazing voice, yeah. Um, <laughs> and was from North Macedonia. Right, but sure. You know, North Macedonia isn't really one of those countries where, where I think, oh, they are sure to qualify, but this, this... I will be super surprised if they're not in the final. I think they will. This is, yeah, I, this, yeah, this is a, this is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I think what? out of the three, there's kind yeah. of two standout kind of banger vi- uh, song slash videos in this yes. one, and then there's another yes. one. Mm. That we will talk about now. Okay. That is Israel. Right. Because holy moly, this is bad. I don't know what this is. What this song is even called? I just know the guy's <laughs> name is Michael Ben David. Yes, and this is L M. Oh, is that what it? Oh, that's actually the name I of the am. song. Sorry, I am sorry. Yes. Oh, I okay. I I thought that was like the um, you know, the festival that he was performing it at was called One M for some reason. I no. But just the way it was labeled in the YouTube video was very confusing. Okay. I am yeah. Okay. But. It, Okay, so one, this guy can't can't sing. That's the, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's that's the biggest the main problem. Purpose. Is he his voice cracks <laughs> three or four times, multiple times, yeah. during the song. Okay, second problem is this man can't fucking dance, or at least and, not in in like time with the beat. <laughs> right, right. And my third problem. Is that this is if if this if he could dance and he could sing, this is a shit 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 song. <laughs> it yeah, the lyrics are very blah. Juvenile. Like they're and they're juvenile. juvenile. They're blah. They're repetitive. Oh. So repetitive, it's just repeated over and over and over again. Um, I am fantastic. I am amazing. I am fantastic. I am amazing. Right. It's just okay. There you have the song. It just is. <laughs> the dancing's not good. The vocals aren't good. The the uh, singing itself isn't good. Um, I guess the one. If let's try to come up with something positive. It's a spectacle. It's uh. It's a, something you can't look away from because there's a spectacle happening in front of you. Okay, that's a positive. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is by far the worst song so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. It's it, the voice cracks are really what got me. I was like uh, in the middle of it. Oh, the beat actually is okay. It's got an okay beat, yeah. I suppose. And I was like, the very beginning, I was like, oh, this is gonna be bad. Uh, as they started it, and then the beat kicked in, like, the the bass, and I was like, ooh, I kind of like the bass line, and then he started, uh, then his voice cracked, and I was like, no, this is, this is a two. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a one for me, Luke. Okay. I, I really hate this, but I, I have a feeling that it will be in the final. Uh, Eurovision is, is, is very into things like this, but, uh, I, I have a strange feeling this will come to the final. I, I didn't... I don't think Israel has not qualified in the last like ten years or something, so it will be shocking. 
Uh, well, this it. is just a really bad song, though. I don't. I, know. I, I I'm gonna say I'm. If we're making predictions here, I'm gonna say it doesn't. It doesn't make it. Okay. So. Well, my favorite this week is actually Brooks Scullon from uh, Ireland mm-hmm. uh, with the song "That's Rich," and what a banger! Yeah, the beat is really, really good. Uh, she's a oh. good singer. Uh, there's certain parts where I can see it stretch. She's kind of stretching uh, her voice a little tiny bit, but like, mm. it's almost a comedy song in a way, right? It is, I, and I love that. It is, it is funny and it's perky, and I love her voice. Uh, the lyrics are funny. Uh, the dancing's yeah. good. I think the dancing is good and minimalistic. Like it's not yes. overly complicated, uh, weird dance moves like some other songs. This one is just like, yeah, it's poppy and fun. Like I think this is a song that is going to do really well this year, just because people want something fun. Just because of how everything's been going in the last few years, right? I I'm going to say this. This is my favorite so far. I can see this being in the top three. Uh, yeah, me for too. sure. And go. I, it'll be funny to see this one go against like some serious uh, love song or like you know what yeah. I mean. It'll be funny because this is so like, mm, yeah, it's a com. It's almost very com- comedic, and I like that about it. So I'm going to give this one a eight point five. I'm going to give it a nine point five. Yeah, almost perfect. I wouldn't say I'm not going to predict yet that it's going to win, but right now it's the top contender to me. Yeah, it definitely is. Hey, uh, Norway news, believe it or not. Uh, Oscar nominations. How is that Norway news? Because we are not nominated to one Oscar, look. Okay. We are nominated to two fucking Oscars. Uh, okay, I didn't know that. A direct mm-hmm. is it like a di- Norwegian director or something, or like the film was filmed in Norway? The film, the film, uh, no, the film is uh, in in two of of the features, so it is in the uh, best uh, foreign film uh, category, but it's also best m- manuscript, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Something like that. Uh, yeah. What's Something don't look up original screenplay. I thought was an interesting. Yeah. Um. It, it's kind of I would say, uh, the underdog to win this one, but I just think it's cool that it was nominated. Like, it's a very comedy comedy against these very serious mm-hmm. films. It, they want it's going up against Belfast, King Richard, Lic- Licorice Pizza. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's funny that I have seen all of of uh, uh, the best picture uh, nominees other than Coda and Licorice Pizza. That's the two on the oh West Side Story, of course. Yeah, haven't you haven't seen, seen that yet. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't. But know. Uh, when it comes to predictions, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will do that in two weeks. Approximately. Right. We're so. going to do Oscars and Razzie predictions in the week before they happen. Uh, the Razzie right. happens the day before the Oscars, so it's Saturday and then Sunday is when the Oscars are. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't. I haven't seen most of the uh, Best Picture ones, so I'm going to have to do some catch-up on that. Uh, 
But that's fine. Yeah, like, that's usually Belfast how it was... goes down. Uh, so whatever. Belfast was amazing. Really, really cool. Yeah, I'm, I want to see that. I think that's probably got the best chance to win just from what I've seen of these, but I haven't seen most of them. So. Oh, I disagree with you, but we will talk about that when we do our bets. But I, 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 I think there's a... Uh, someone is stealing the bone, hint, hint, if you know what I mean, dog, hint, hint, stealing the bone. No? No? Uh, no, I didn't get it. Uh, we also have the Razzies. Uh... <laughs> yes, Ben Affleck. Uh, yeah, Infinite, uh, getting uh, worse picture. Uh, yeah. Nom, and then Woman in the Window getting worse picture Nom I thought was interesting since we talked so much yeah. about the quote-unquote parody of that last week. Um, yes. And the Woman in the Window was terrible, so there's that, so... Right. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah no, a I, lot of nominations to Diana the musical. I think I the funniest cate- new special category, did you notice that one? No. Worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. And it's just, the whole thing is just different Bruce Willis movies. It's funny because we talked earlier this year about all the bad Bruce. Like, we did a whole segment on how Bruce Willis is like, so many bad films. And they're obviously recognizing that. Yep. Uh, He's definitely become the new uh, bad movie guy, you know? Like, if you want to see a bad movie, just search Bruce Willis on any streaming service and you'll find one. (laughs) But yeah, I think I was the only one in the in the entire world that liked Diana, the musical. So, that's weird. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last thing in our movie round, uh, Chinese movie covers spend New Year's Eve uh, watching uh, a movie, How to Defeat the United States. Yeah, Chinese propaganda film... Uh... Grossed two hundred million dollars. Uh, the movie is about defeat the defeat of U.S. troops. Uh, Watergate Bridge, also known as Battle at the Lake Shangjin Two, opened Tuesday. Uh, the film is a sequel. Uh, the sequel focuses on a battle with the retreating U.S. forces at a critical bridge. Uh, Comedies usually dominate the New Year's movie releases in China, uh, but this one, uh, everybody wanted to go see. It says, record-breaking releases come as Beijing is now tightening control over the film industry. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, That's just interesting. I mean, the poster, look at the poster. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like uh, a superhero, like, kind of, like, you know, uh, it looks like a... Uh, G.I. Joe font kind of thing happening, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, movie round. Uh, everybody's talking about it, so let's talk about it right away. The Tindler Swindler. <laughs> the Tindler? <laughs> Tinder Swindler, right. The, t- the Tindler Swindler. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like see that. What yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody has watched this, right? I think um, it's the big talk of the town. Netflix is a gr- great job of, like... Just putting out things randomly and just having them blow up and not even trying, right? <laughs> like uh, Tiger yeah, King. I it's like they I didn't ever don't... promote Tiger King. It just yeah. promoted itself. Yeah. 
I don't think this was kind of like meant to go as viral as it has. And holy moly, Norwegian media has run with this. Like, oh, Norwegian... Norwegian they almost like... They call it in air quotes a Norwegian movie. Uh, it's number one on Netflix. Well, it was filmed partly in Norway, so technically... It is. <laughs> I mean, technically... Eh. But it's just like this story. Yeah, and I, I loved it much more than you. Because I, I think I'm a little biased. Uh, sure, I mean, you're going to connect more to it because it's like yes. about like a Norwegian woman, or at least one of the women in it. Is it mm-hmm. um, I guess it's about, uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm surprised, but it's about a yes. man who uses Tinder to scam women out of money. Uh, right. It's in the, the investigation by a newspaper into... Uh, and the witch newspaper. Yeah, yeah that, again, yeah, connecting to Norway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Uh, they say the biggest Norwegian newspaper. Is that true? I yeah. Didn't, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's basic. The most of it is them talking to the women, uh, doing interviews, and then uh, the investigation by the actual newspaper itself. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's kind of gone viral because of the ending which if people haven't seen it i don't want to ruin the ending, ending but like <laughs> <Love the ending. laughs> it makes people intrigued to want to know more about the story uh but and, to uh, me I, the yeah, one big problem it, i had with it is that it's just another one of these netflix docs that cri- yeah, crime had, docs that are very similar they have very similar structure You're like they all are different so stories and the stories are all very interesting it's just Netflix now knows like this, this uh, format sells, and yeah. I don't want to say it's oversaturated, but because they seem to be doing really well and everybody seems to love it, it's just um, it's very the same to me. So that's the only problem I yeah. have with it. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed everything about it. I watched it all the way through, yeah. no problem. So, but uh, yeah, my my, I'm going to give it an eight. I really really liked it. Yeah, I think. An eight is probably about right. Seven point five eight, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's not that far away from each other. Uh, yeah, let's go to YouTube for something else that we watched a documentary about. Because holy moly, I was tricked, and I think you were too. Uh, right, getting over it. Is there? I'm trying to look up if there's a if there was a um surname to this. No, it was just called getting. Uh, getting away with it. That's what it was. Not yes. getting over it. That's a video game from like 2016, <laughs> 2015. Um, yes. Where you're in this kettle trying to move over rocks. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, you know, getting away with it. Uh, produced by iDubs on... I think it was so on good. the iDubs TV channel, right? Not the iDubs yeah, channel. Yeah. Um, he... It seems like yearly he's been putting out a documentary. Because last year... Mm-hmm. We got the one about the YouTube personality guy, whatever his name was. That was a very good documentary. And this but year, this is the best so far. We're getting another uh, internet personality documentary yeah. about Sam Hyde, uh, who is a very controversial. Um, <laughs> he he does things specifically to be controversial, right? He like yeah. And I I've heard about this. It's it's uh, I heard about him before I saw this documentary. So. I was super stoked to see this documentary as well. Uh, but the interesting part kind of happens partway through because you're going through this documentary <laughs> and you think you're following one thing and all of a sudden 
Idubs realizes mm. that he's being tricked and uh, everything is ha that's happening isn't real and like it goes into this whole deeper thing that's happening with with the guy and like why his personality is the way it is and how he be you know it goes into his past and things like that yeah very good documentary um never going to be nominated for anything because it's on youtube but it's free it's called getting away with it yeah go go watch it i i i'd give this a geez uh 8.5 i would give it a nine I really, really dig that. I mean, the really, only really cool. only thing really holding it back is like obviously it doesn't have the production value. Like oh, yeah, they're yeah. not shooting with like the most expensive cinema camera you can buy or anything like that. But it's very, it's still very good quality, and the documentary itself is super interesting. I agree. Uh, anything else? No. That was all the movies. I mean. Uh, there's a movie coming out this week that I know we both really want to see, but we'll probably have to wait because I think it's just going to be in the theaters. I don't know, though. What movie is that, look? Jackass Forever. Jackass Forever. New trailer. Okay. I haven't seen this. Waited for what felt like forever. Yeah, this is a newer trailer than I've seen. But I've seen a bunch of promotion for this, so... But this February... This is gonna be the gnarliest <laughs> shit ever. The wait is over. <laughs> yeah, I heard he like. He went like. He got brain damage or something from that bull thing? Nice. Not nice. Brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> If they trust us to go to the bathroom, they're less intelligent than I thought. <laughs> I've seen this part. You're still blowing people up. As if life's not hard enough. This guy's one badass dude right here. Oh, I'm so glad they got him. It's a Texas rat snake. Venomous? <laughs> <laughs> I think that means yes, right? <laughs> yeah. I told Aaron it was a lightweight. That's not a lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see this. We're in this together, Pops. What's the worst that can happen? You said it wasn't gonna. Machine Gun Kelly. Donald Glover. So a bunch of celebrities. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen those clips before. There ain't a bunch of NASA scientists right now. I'd seen the. Will you make him an actual coffee, Stephanie? Here, I made you another one. It's gotta be over, dude. I think we're all the way finished. We're through. Stick a fork in it. Oh, very wow. good. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, looking forward uh, to that, for sure. What is this? Oscar nominated! Hey! It goes back. Movie all about. Celebrate the joy of a perfectly executed shot to the groin as Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, and the rest of the gang return for another... Another round of hilarious, wild, absurd, and often dangerous displays of stunts and comedy. 7.7 uh, 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, 93% on Fandango, and 94% of Google users liked it. Wow. Uh, that is good scores high. all the way across. Yeah. Um, 
I saw. I, I went to the Facebook. They had a Facebook, so I checked that out. Mm. A lot of people not happy that Bam wasn't in it. So I got Ronaldo Mila says it was kind of lame. Not the same without Bam. Uh, Randy Edinger. I think I only laughed once. Same stunts and no Bam. Uh, Mike Huff says it was great. Would have been better with Bam though. A lot of like, I got a lot of Aww. those. Uh, it, like that. Aww. That was like, but that was you know the main, the people who were like didn't like it or at least said like had negative things to say. That was the only negative thing mm-hmm. to say. Which I guess from what I understand, he was slightly in it, but not a lot. George Wilson says truly dire. Jackass Ferrari is so embarrassing on so many levels and shows the lack of understanding of morals, acting, and direction. <laughs> Come for the laughs you know knew 20 years prior and leave when you realize it's the same load of has-been actors who think ha-ha testicles if we were the excuse <laughs> as an overplayed franchise. <laughs> Uh, that's just it. Slapstick is never not funny. So I don't like people who like whatever. Uh, Zach Korea, hilarious movie, and praying for Steve-O's recovery. The movie was awesome, but there was so much dick. <laughs> uh, Lisa Ponio, uh, been watching since I graduated high school, and now I'm forty, and I've been married for almost twenty years. Took the hubs to see it yesterday, and I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Two mm. thumbs up. Emoji, sorry. Brought too many new people to the show that didn't have any purpose. Stunts challenges on a first grade level. Will not de- buy DVD when we released. Wish I could re- get refund for a movie ticket, said Thomas. You're not going to buy the DVD? Oh, geez, you're going to be in the minority there of all the people who still buy DVDs. <laughs> DVDs. <laughs> Physical and copies that, of things. That, Dan, Bo- Dan Bower said, Disgusting. Full frontal male nudity through the movie. For some reason, families were watching it. This is my favorite one from Vicky Lee. Anyone that liked this movie has to be a Trump supporter pawn scum. <laughs> yep, pawn scum. Okay. Uh... I don't know why... You- this has any connection to politics. I just thought, found that funny that somebody yeah. could connect Jackass to being a Trump supporter somehow. Well, we all know that it's Moonfall that we all want to see uh, because Roland Emmerich has made so many good movies. Look, I've heard a lot of uh, just amazing things about it as well. <laughs> yes, uh, it, it definitely has a 5.3 out of 10. <laughs> on IMDb, 41% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a whooping 37% on Metacritic. 76% of Google users like this Roland Emmerich movie. Uh, the world stands to the brink of annihilation when a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit and sends it uh, towards traveling course with Earth. With only one week before impact, NASA ex- stuff, uh, ex- executive Juk Jokinda Yo Fowler teams up with well, up with a man from her past and uh, and a conspiracy terrorist for an impossible mission into space to uh, save humanity. Stop me if you have heard this 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. But it has Hale, per uh, Hale Berry in it and Patrick Wilson, so... I'm going to watch it. I know I'm going to watch it. I, 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 I kind of hate hate love. These kind of movies? Okay. Uh, yeah. The Wolf and the Lion. After her grandfather's death, 20-year-old Alma decides to go back to her childhood, childhood home, a little island in the heart of a majestic forest while there she rescues two helpless cubs a wolf and a lion they forge an inseparable bond but their world soon collapses when the forest ranger discovers the animals and takes them away okay uh, 30% on rotten tomatoes 6.1 out of 10 on imdb 2 out of 5 on common sense media uh yeah uh that doesn't sound good does it uh, not great scores, but I mean, I don't know. It's it's like a family movie, so it could be good for like family yeah. entertainment. Last Survivor. Hey, isn't that Survivor? Um, <laughs> uh, has a four point six out of ten on IMDb, seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, four point out of five on Movie Insiders, sixty one percent of Google users like this movie. A father raises his son in the wilderness in the post. Apoplectic world. After going out to get medicine for his father, the son defies his father and begins a relationship with a mysterious woman. But this has Alicia Silverstone in it, so that means that Fro will watch it. I mean, the concept sounds interesting, also. So, uh, let's see. The Long Night. Well, searching for the parents she never knew. Grace and her boyfriend return to their childhood stomping grounds in the south, in the south, to investigate a promise, promising lead on her family's whereabouts. Upon their arrival, the couple's weekend takes a bizarre, terrifying turn as a nightmarish cult and its manacled leader terrorizes the pair en route to fulfilling an ancient apocalyptic prophecy. Holy crap! That went, <laughs> that went off the rails in that description. Uh, Fifty-two percent. Of Google users liked it, three out of five or three point five out of ten on IMDb. Hmm. Mm. Uh, Breaking Bad. I almost wanted to say Breaking Bad. There, look. It, well, I, uh, maybe that's what they're going for. Is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, holy crap! That's breaking... a loud ass truck outside. You hear that? I do hear that. That's the loudest truck I've ever heard. Okay. Um. Well, toot toot. I was wondering if maybe it's a parody of Breaking Bad, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, Breaking Bread. Uh, Dr. No Atima Ismarella is the first Muslim Arab to win Israel's Masterchef television competition. Is on a quest to make social change through food. Uh, okay, cool. This is a documentary. 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. 7 out... 7.7 .7 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, Luke's truck loved that movie, and 92% of Google <laughs> users loved it as well. I, I think that was just a log truck, to be honest, or some kind of big giant truck. Uh, yeah, I'm so not not a parody of Breaking Bad. No. I think it, that would be a good parody, though. It's instead of them cooking meth, they're cooking bread. I mean, that it writes itself, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, uh, what movie do you want to watch the most? Uh, let's see. Uh, well, I mean, Jackass, I guess, right? Yeah, Jackass, yeah. But Moonfall is a good second, so... 
Uh, I think actually the Long Night is the one <clears throat> that I saw, thought sounded the most interesting storyline-wise. I just heard a lot of bad stuff about Moonfall, I guess. So, so what is happening next week, Luke? Uh, news of the week, TV and movies of the week, Eurovision. Any idea what we're doing? Uh, mm, Israel. I know that. Didn't we just do Israel? Oh, I mean Germany. Germany. Okay. Uh, no, no, Italy. Sorry, Italy. Starts Italy, with an I. Sorry. All right, there you go. Yes, Italy. Uh, How I Met Your Father, episode five. Another digital review of Blacklight. Um, mm. Hmm. What do you think? Is that what you you use uh, to find sperm on sheets, right? Yeah, or mm, at, or they're always at like raves or uh, midnight bowling. There's also places you would find a blacklight. But yeah, um, mm. I'm guessing it's probably about some guy who is in a hotel room. That's what I was thinking just by the name. Yeah, that was and he finds first some kind of like evidence Loves. of a murder or something. Yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. It's a murder mystery. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you there, and we're probably totally wrong about that. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, sorry. Jeremy Round. Uh, Super Bowl uh, prediction, you want to do that first? Oh, yes, let's do the Super Bowl. Um, Not that we really care that? about Super Bowl. Not that we care. But no. we are going to watch it, so it's funner if we predict it yes. now so that we have a bet kind of going. Yeah, um... I don't know who, who's who playing. playing. I don't know. <laughs> Let me look it up. Super, you talk about something else, and we'll it's, do it. It's two animals. I know I know Rams is in it. The Rams and remember. the Bengals. Lost L.A. Rams and Cincinnati Bengals. So, uh, I will take the underdogs, and I will do uh, uh, the Bengals. Okay, then I'll go with the Rams, I guess. All right. That's fine. Cool. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Bengals had thirteen and seven as mm-hmm. the record for the season, and Rams had fifteen and five, is what I'm seeing. So yeah, they are the the favorite, I suppose. But you know, Super Bowls are always weird. Um, yeah, what? Any commercials we're excited for? I guess there's the the Lord, Lord of, the Rings of the Rings TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at least they say it's going to be I'm like a, a good. A good like trailer that shows what it is and everything. I think they're still filming mm-hmm. it though, right? So uh, we'll see how much they show. Uh, I haven't heard of any other big, really big commercials happening. So no, me neither. I'm trying to stay away from it because I, I, I am a little like Luke. I don't care that it's on YouTube like two days before uh, because I, I, I will never ever watch it. Well, not all uh, of them are on YouTube, but no. like some of them are. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not going to watch it because I like, I like the atmosphere of us watching it together. Sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. But I, w- I will pick uh, the underdogs. I really love going with underdogs, and sometimes I win those bets. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I was just looking. USA Today actually even just has a article called uh, "All the 2022 Super Bowl Commercials," and it's just like a list of YouTube videos. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, but I, I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't care. I really, really don't. There's care. always going to be those ones that d- haven't been released yet, and those are the ones we're excited yeah. for, anyways. Uh, but yeah, uh, 
we'll tr- hopefully try to take some notes this year on commercials because we always forget to do that because we're so busy like just hanging out but i'll try to remember to do some notes and like so we remember which ones are the best ones which ones are the worst mm-hmm. ones and talk a little about it uh next week uh anything else uh jeremy round wise jeremy round yeah pewdiepie is back oh yeah pewdiepie yeah he did he's put PewDiePie. out a couple videos uh mm-hmm. He was gone for like a month and a half or something. It wasn't really that yeah. long. Two months? Yeah. Sure. Um, oh, it's nice of him to come back. Yeah. He doesn't need to do this anymore, so... <laughs> That's true. Uh, but he seems to just, like, you know, love doing it. I I, I guess, yeah. like, when you do something for so long, it just becomes habit, and you just want to keep, you know, keep doing that. Uh, uh, this is the... Yeah, come on. I was going to say the Nerd City stuff, but if you want to do something yes. else... I, I was no Nerd City, yeah. Also documentary. Yeah, it, it's a the first part of a series about Jay Station, who is a guy who got kicked off of YouTube and uh, Twitter and Instagram. I think uh, the YouTube stuff was just for his YouTube videos, but I, he was very he was anti-vax also, and that's why he got kicked out of, off of Instagram. I, as I'm to understand. Uh, but they go deep into, like, a lot of stuff that I, I'd never know. Like, I've seen a ton of videos about the backstory of Jay Station and all the terrible things he did on his YouTube channel. I don't know if you were... Uh, how much you've seen on him before this. Yeah, I don't think I have watched any of Jay Station, to be fair. I think you have mentioned him once or twice in the past... And you showed me some things because I I did recommend some 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 parts of it. Some parts of what? Of the documentary. Oh, you recognized? Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You said recommend, and I was like, I recommend? I don't. Know. Oh uh, no. Yeah, yeah. You recommended me to watch something that was in the documentary. Oh, I see. That's what I meant. I yeah, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, because lots of commentary people have done videos because there was that whole controversy of him pretending his girlfriend got killed in a a car accident do you remember that at all i kind of do like he put out a video where he was like saying his uh, girlfriend who was a prominent character on his channel who was which was a channel for kids he was saying that his girlfriend had died in a drunk driving accident um and he did this whole thing where he was mourning her death and make like mm. asking for subs for her to like increase the sub count and stuff like that on their new channel that they were putting out. Uh, mm. And he the whole thing was then he was gonna uh, resurrect her in like a uh, a ceremony and right. bring her back from the dead. That's that's actually what you you wanted me to see. Right, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was a big controversy at the time. Well, this is going into like this is years probably a year, years after the J-Station stuff actually happened, and the Nerd City mm-hmm. people haven't put out a video in, like, a long time, um, over a year for sure, and they put out this huge documentary. It was the first part of it, and what do you think about the Satanism claims that they're making? I don't know. Those are a little outlandish to me. Yeah, I think it's a little... I mean, they're claiming that he's actually worshipping the devil. Yeah. And I, I don't really see super proof of that. I mean, the whole ch- 
channel was like, I mean, you saw what, like, the content had a lot yeah. of, like, spooky this, spooky that, like, Ouija boards and um, uh, spells and potions and things like that. I think uh, some yeah. of these Nerd City guys may be coming from a Christian background, and they see it, like, more, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? They're looking at yeah. it and going, oh, my God, this guy must be a devil worshiper. I don't think it's, mm. pro I don't think he's actually, like, uh, worshiping the devil in just regular life, uh, but there's another part, so we'll see if they come up with some more proof in part two. I guess we could say about that Stadia's dead. Oh yeah, gone. it's dead and by buried. Yeah, definitely. There was a, a few months last year where I, I was just inundated by Stadia commercials, and I was so sick mm -hmm. of fucking Stadia commercials. I'm glad it's dead, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Luke, Luke not holding back. <laughs> it was like every commercial break on everything I was watching had a Stadia commercial. It was so annoying. Their bu their budget for their advertising had to be more than the budget they spent on like actually per procuring games for the system, so... <laughs> oh, Stadia. Right. Rest, rest in peace with Shirley Temple. And Quibi. They're yeah. they're in the same grave plot, Quibi and Stadia, yeah. and Charlotte Temple. Yep, and Roy Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I need a stiff drink. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cheers. Uh, we're going to have fun this weekend. Uh, be safe. Uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, go Banglers because that's my team. Banglers. Yep. Yep. Wasn't that the team name? Bengals? Like the Bengal Bengals? Tiger? What was mine again? Yeah. I don't even remember. LA Rams. 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 There we go. Rams. Go sheep. So I'm you're <laughs> Go bad. If this was real life, I feel like you would win because you got a tiger <laughs> on your side and I'm fighting with a Well, what's the most aggressive sheep? I guess like a like a A ram. A ram. Yeah, ram I guess so. Something. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I mean those big mountain horns. goat. Oh. If I was a, if it mountain was a, goats. well, mountain Ooh. goats don't count as rams though, do they? I don't uh, know. Whatever, uh, whatever. Uh, Semantics. <laughs> okay, uh, from Norway. I am Fro. <laughs> from Luke. My name is from Fro. My name is. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, bye, everybody. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another citizen. Another citizen. Another citizen.